You ready? Let's do it. Ready for this motherfucking... Last time we were recording in California for maybe two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, everybody, welcome to this Madre podcast number 110. It's been a minute. Um, the world is changing around us. Um, Donald Trump is no longer going to be our president. I don't know about that, brother. I don't um, necessarily agree with being what's being said. Um, I don't let the media um, uh, sort of like formulate my own thoughts in terms of who wins an election and who doesn't. So technically you have to count purely, all the votes yourself exactly. to be hundred percent sure. Unless I vote them like literally myself, then yeah. I can't really trust shit. Yeah. So, I'm the same way. We're close though. I, I see, I see where you were getting at and we're, we're getting very close to that moment, but <laughs> uh, not quite yet. Um, I don't know if you've been um, following Chingo Bling recently, uh, uh, who? but he's a, uh, he's Who's really, that? He's really uh, um, inspired my thinking recently. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You're gonna open that can of worms right off the bat. Huh? You're gonna you're gonna just start with uh, the hot take on, on that situation. <laughs> we'll wait a little bit. I don't I don't have anything too much to say about that other than um, I don't really necessarily agree with uh, his viewpoints. That's what kind of all I'll say for now. All right. Yeah, he, he just wanted to move. He's like, I got to get that in public. I got to get that on the yeah, record. Yeah, people have been hitting me up. They're like, oh, have you seen Chingo? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen his, uh, his output over the last month. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily fuck with it. Um, but I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, I think it's a bigger conversation that um, we definitely are going to get into at some point. But I don't think we're going to do it on this podcast. So sorry, people. I know you're all just dying to hear <laughs> what do we have to say. About uh, the God, <laughs> the former God to some. <laughs> uh, don't meet your idols. That's all I got to say to people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't talked to Jingo in a while. Yeah. I'll I, say that. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time I spoke to him. It's been a couple of months. More than that, yeah. I think it's like in the in the spring. I, honestly, the last conversation I had with him was right before he took the red pill actually <laughs> and then he took it i don't know what happened unfortunately he, he deleted our our numbers at the time that when yeah. you take the the red pill it deletes all this madre uh, affiliation <laughs> it's um, like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind for <laughs> anything gay and liberal so <laughs> <laughs> not in his uh, in his memory anymore so yeah um, yeah. No. Um, Ultimately, I mean, I, do, I, I said this before, and I, I swear to God, this is the last thing I'll say about that is um, he's opening up some interesting conversations. Um, I it says it on his Twitter. It says he's a troll. He's like literally trolling people. So that's kind of how I'm seeing everything. Is that he's just I don't he's just kind of saying shit to get a rise out of people. Mm. Um, but you don't think he believes that shit? Um, he he does. So wait, are we getting into it or not? <laughs> no, that's one more minute. One more minute. I'm looking at the counter. I think he believes it. I think he's being a troll. Um, I, I, I don't know what his long-term plan is mm. with this shift. Um, I think I, the way I keep thinking, like, you know, fans are, are pissed or, like, annoyed with him. Yeah. Like, people are uh, dropping his, his followers or whatever. Mm. And I would just say that, I'm just surprised, you know, because people, they come to Chingo for the tamales and he's trying to give them bologna sandwiches. Red red pills. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's just not what people expect. So, yeah. of course, they're going to leave. That's um, why it's brilliant. That's why he's a 
Uh, yeah, so, you know, and, and I don't think he, it's not like, I don't think any of that is a surprise to him. I think he knew he was going to lose followers by doing this. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what the long game, the the, the long game is for this. So, I, w- I would ask him to, to reply, but I know he doesn't listen to this podcast. So if someone wants to pass it to him and maybe have him reach out to us, <laughs> connect with we'll us. We'll talk to him eventually. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I yeah. think we'll, we'll, we'll bring this into a real discussion at some point. Um, but w- I think the summary is that we're both definitely uh, caught off guard a little bit with the um, – I think you saw some hints of it, but the straight-up Trump drop. Yeah, and on November 3rd. Um, yeah, the, the Trump dick ride yes. is definitely shocking. Yes. I was not expecting that. So Especially in November 3rd or 4th. Yeah. Um, if he had done it a little earlier, I kind of would have understood a little more, but it's just, it's just a genius, shocking – um, Dick jolt, ride. jolt to the system, <laughs> and uh, yeah. All right, so okay. we are currently at your house in Boulder Creek, California. Yeah, man, we're in the woods. We're outside um, doing a uh, in-person one for the first time in like six or since March, basically. Since March, yeah. man, it's crazy. We've, <clears throat> we've seen each other, hung out a couple of times, yeah. but most of the ones we've done this year, or all of them, basically since March, have been remote, and we know we haven't done that many, so we won't get into that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> That's also on pause. Yeah. So yeah. But this um, is just a check-in to make sure that we're alive still. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We're here on the patio of the the pad where uh, we narrowly escaped the fire. The That's C- right. CZU fire. That's right. Which we St- talked about a little bit. Um, yeah. The past podcasts. Yeah. But and just as a reminder, what the CZU, where did it run through again exactly? What do you mean? Like the the this the fire that was around here, like what part of? It was the Santa Cruz Mountains. Yeah. So it was uh, basically Santa Cruz Mountains, north of like Pescadero, um, almost all the way to like um, what's known here as what is it called down there? Not. It didn't quite reach Scotts Valley. It didn't reach Santa Cruz. It's Santa Cruz County, mm. so all of this is Santa Cruz County, but it didn't reach the city of Santa Cruz. The furthest it went south was Bonnie Dune, which is pretty close to Santa Cruz. But, yeah, I forget was how many... It two months ago? Well, shit, man. When, two months ago. Yeah. August, September. No, three. Holy shit. Three mo- it was August. August 18th was when I evacuated, and yeah. I was out of the house for five weeks, and now I've been back for about five or six at this point. Everything's more or less normal here. There's still stuff that needs to be repaired, but a lot of my neighbors did not make it. 925 homes were lost, and uh, a lot of trees were lost. This place is kind of a wreck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's been good to be home. Um, obviously, the elections have happened. I've been super busy with work, like big time busy, like the last month because of some shit that kind of went sideways. And so I got completely slammed with work. And then Sammy's got some big news here. Which is- yeah, I'm... Um- I'm really happy to share it here with you guys, honestly. I really appreciate everyone who's listened, but um yeah, I'm I'm basically pregnant. Yeah. I I'm one of the first um people born male to be impregnated. Um so yeah, I'm I'm expecting Yeah. I'm basically like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in twins, if anyone Ooh, has ever seen that movie. Good movie. And yes, yeah, I'm just that's just my life basically Who's right now. Who's the Danny DeVito? Wait, was Danny DeVito the dad? Yeah, he, Danny DeVito is the dad. Um, the dad is my friend. This guy named Luis. Oh, he's yeah, a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a really hard worker. Um, yeah. from Chilango as fuck. Yeah. Kind of like the figure that I want 
raising my child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes for, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, for sure. <laughs> Alcoholic, <yeah, it's, laughs> <yeah>. borderline <laughs> diabetic. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> no, uh, that was fucking stupid. Um, I'm moving to Texas um, tomorrow morning, um, which is crazy to say. I've been out here a uh, little under seven years. Yeah, it's like six and a half years. Yeah, it's gonna be six years in February. Or yeah, February. Something? Yeah, I came out here in February of twenty. 13 now 14, are you, are you 14, doing 14. this because your idols chingo bling and <laughs> joe rogan are all in texas now exactly Is, you want to go back and I'm be catching. part of the red state exactly, uh, media yeah. empire that's growing out there exactly it's a little too restrictive out here mm. a little too gay mm. a little too like there's too much good weed out here there's too much good um like amazing geography is yeah it's just ultimately just not my vibe right now especially like you said after just listening to so much joe rogan and chingo bling recently i've realized that um i've been brainwashed out here i've been brainwashed yeah. by the liberal uh cabal man i and, thought i <laughs> thought i had brainwashed you effectively but i guess it didn't stick it didn't stick and uh, luckily um like chingo said you know do you take a red pill and then you realize that the world is you know I, I'm just tired of being a puppet, you know. Mm. I want to be my own man. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, <laughs> we gotta stop talking about you. All right, so basically, yeah, I, I'm uh, taking off to uh, Texas tomorrow. Um, I've spent the last uh, month kind of basically packing my shit up and moving around. I was in, initially gonna leave <clears throat> at the at the end of October, and then I had to finish up some work shit. And so now it's fucking what is it? November twentieth, twenty first, twenty first. So taking off tomorrow. And yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Um, yeah, what's the main? What's the big reason? I mean, yeah, I think it's mainly. Um, the, I mean, this year, I think. So my girlfriend and she she's originally from Texas as well. She's from the Rio Grande Valley, uh, which is Rio in, Grande Valley, really Grande Valley, um, <laughs> and um, Edinburgh to be exact. <clears throat> and um, I think we had always wanted to go back eventually. Um, before COVID, if you had asked me, I'd probably say like at least another like two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but then COVID happened and a few like little things happened or somewhat little, like my dad got into, I think I talked about this a little bit, but my yeah. dad got into like a really bad work accident in November of last year. And then, um, I, when that happened, I recognized that, um, I was just kind of far away, you know, and it was kind of like. It wasn't super easy to just like go come back um, easily, mm-hmm. and so my dad's not that old. He's like fifty nine, I think. He's about to turn sixty in the next year or two, and so that was when I started thinking. I was like, "All right, well, I should probably move back at some point or be a little closer." And so, like I said, if you had asked me then, I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna s- stick around two or three years." Um, I really love California. I really love the Bay Area. The people here. Um, so that happened and then COVID happened and then, yeah, just recognizing that, um, that we, my girlfriend and I both want to be closer to our family and settle down out there. Um, as much as I, I was joking earlier, I was being ironic. The opposite is true that California is very tight and the people here are very tight. Um, the, there's a lot of really cool politics that go on here. There's a lot of, um, you know. It's crazy. It's just like a really dope state that I that I'll definitely miss. Um, but um, yeah, it's crazy. It's been a long time. I mean, yeah. thinking back to when you got here, 
honestly, I feel like when you moved out here, you were just like a fucking little kid or something. It kind of yeah. like thinking back I was to like, it, it feels that like way. You know, four. Yeah, you were twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, initially you moved out here. We were just like heavy working on this mother stuff. Those first like couple of years, definitely that first year. Yeah. And you were basically crashing with Boke. Yeah. I was trying to remember like. Yeah, I crashed I, on a couch. Yeah, the first year yeah. that I lived here. Yeah. You crashed on a couch the first year. Yeah. In East Palo Alto. Yep. And that's when we were just running a lot of skits and just doing random shit Less out of that power, apartment yeah. with Boke. Before we had the office, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we got the office in San Jose after we met the Sonido Clash guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you moved, you were renting a room from some Vietnamese dude in San Jose, right? Yeah, like yeah, a Vietnamese woman. It was yeah. in a, yeah, in, in like on the, almost the east side mm-hmm. next to Independence High School. And uh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. So moved to San Jose. I think that was 2015 that I moved to San Jose, like that towards the end of 2015. Mm. Then I moved somewhere else in San Jose downtown. Then eventually the spot that I was at. So you lived at Bokes, that, so four places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, 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 like I said, California is really dope. I think the people out here, especially, I mean, I feel like I had maybe like a one-sided kind of Mexican American Chicano view of, of San Jose of the Bay area. I think the people that I knew here were largely, um, Mexican American or or Chicano. Were they like, orale, pro Biden. (laughs) Biden. (laughs) No, I mean the, the thing, the cool thing about the Chicanos here are like, they're like fuck biden and fuck trump you know it's like let's just keep moving it forward let's yeah um keep challenging fucking whack-ass people in in as president and yeah so so yeah i I think it's 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 bittersweet for sure yeah um but like i said i'm definitely really grateful to be out here and to have lived out here and and met really dope-ass people and uh, initially you know when i did come out here Chinga Bling was a big part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, Masa and the Power, which, you know, I'm still very proud of. And it's just, yeah. it's tight as fuck. And, and again, we will get into this conversation. We I, we don't want to, like, get into it now because we're just going to talk fucking, like, morons if we do. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, just, just kind of just devolve into shit talking and just pointing out all the shit that everyone else has pointed out. But um, at that point, yeah, it was, um, it was cool, man. It was... Um, we did Mas and Power, and then I remember, I always think of 2016 as a year of El Mundo, where we did a lot yeah. of El Mundo and the Juan Yerba stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think in the last couple of years, we, you know, I started working, I started working more as like doing contract stuff, and then eventually started working at Debug. And yeah, the people at Debug, I mean, it's, it's you know. Yeah, that's an amazing experience that yeah. you, is very unique. Yeah. I mean, debug is unique in and of itself, mm-hmm. regardless of like where we are. Yeah, um, it's just a you don't have that many. You don't have any nonprofits that are doing the sort of work they're doing. Yeah. in the nation. Yeah, and so to uh, kind of stumble into that situation, which yeah. is yeah. basically what happened yeah. through Sonido Clash exactly. and Fernando and all that. Shout out to them, to um, Fernando. Was definitely kind of a a good, I think. Uh, what, what do you call that? A serendipitous kind of encounter. Yeah, yeah, especially. Yeah. You've really kind of met that space and have developed, like, continue to develop your filmmaking skills yeah. while doing kind of real meaningful 
um, social action sort of uh, social justice sort of content and yeah you know um, what's funny is that i never um i've talked about it a few times on here but i feel like i don't always bring it up just because i don't um the work is um it can be very like um heavy or it can be yeah. very like um draining draining and i um it's hard to basically like when we talk about shit here i obviously we want to joke around and not take ourselves too seriously and you can't really do that with the work that i do yeah um because it's it has has a lot to do with like basically how super fucked up the criminal justice system is and even here in santa clara county where you would think it's more progressive but that's a whole different story. The, the point is that, oh, shit, your cat just joined the pod. Um, describe an orange cat on our on the table that we're doing this on right now. She's sniffing my modest beer right Toe. now. Toe up here. Toe. There you go. Oh. Cats are hilarious, man. I, don't, um, I feel like... Uh, get my feelings hurt when i hang around cats (laughs) as an only child like cats aren't necessarily the best uh, mascots the best pets why because i I want the attention you know Uh. i don't want to give it to someone else (laughs) (laughs) oh shit um so yeah debug is draining it's yeah it's difficult work yeah it's not um it's not like fun media if you will yeah yeah of course i really didn't would even like the little projects I've done, like the documentary I did about the gay, the Latino gay fathers and stuff. Yeah. And then working on that Stanford project last year, like, you know, that editing, that sort of stuff day in and day out. It's like, man, it's kind of fucking draining. Yeah. It's really like it, it weighs on you. And, um, yeah, if you're, even if you, it's, got to be even more challenging when you're involved with the whole process of filming and everything yeah. like and like the people that are part yeah. of the, the actual story yeah and stuff, it, so. i think it takes an emotional toll yeah um but but, but you're going to keep doing that remotely for the foreseeable future right or what's the plan exactly yeah i'll be working at debug still in texas which is um i'm really fortunate to do working remotely um so yeah do you think there's any opportunity i know that you can't like talk officially about that but is there any opportunity for you to maybe like or have you talked to them about maybe doing some of the work you do here but doing it there yeah i'm saying yeah yeah i think um that would be i think that's what they're have been alluding to and essentially not to get into it right now but the um, where i work at debug they basically developed a a model called you can look this up participatory defense and it's basically they help people who are going that have a case that are going through the criminal justice system in some way and literally like if someone's like in jail then like they'll find people in their family their friends that before covid they would literally go to the office to the debug to the space and every week um, every thursday they would go and they literally go through everyone's case it's not legal it's not a um they don't provide legal services but it's more like making sure that you know where you're at in the process and that basically that you're getting like the most fair sentencing as possible or yeah. that you don't get totally fucked over, which is what happens a lot of the time. Um, so it's dope, man. It's crazy. It's, it's um over the, the, I need to look this number up, but over the last like 10 years, they've saved something like, like tens of thousands of years in prison time wow. across here in California and across the country. So 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, could you kind of set up like a, a Texas a hub, office? A hub, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think you could. Um, it's it's a uh, like again. Look it up. It's I think pretty big here in in the Bay Area, in California. And mm-hmm. there's like a maybe like a dozen other hubs across mm. like random like Knoxville, Tennessee is one of them. Somewhere in Alabama and other places hit us up constantly because yeah. they they want to use the model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what I do is as part of that model is that I'm I'm part of a team basically that makes videos. They're called social bio videos. And they basically, their videos to help try and mitigate a person's case. And, you know, it shows like a person in the context of the shit that they were doing. Mm. Uh, things, all things that I think Chingo would look down on. But let's not get into that. I think uh, if you're Could doing... Could you if do you're some do- videos to back the blue? <laughs> back the blue, yeah. <laughs> so you want... Cr- <laughs> oh, so you're being soft on criminals, huh? Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. I think over the last two years, um, just around my thoughts about debug out is that I definitely have learned a lot about how truly fucked up and, um, cold the criminal justice system can be. And, um, that I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, prescribe yet to basically like, um, to, to, to th- yeah, the, of thinking of thinking about crime and what criminality is. And mm-hmm. I think beforehand, I would I would think like I, I wasn't like fucking back the blue, but I thought to myself, like, as long as you don't do anything or you stay out of trouble, I'm not going to judge people if they do shit. But I know that if, you know, like as long as you follow the rules then probably nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. But that's really not the case. You know, it's like it's kind of like yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think like the general <clears throat> assumption with quote unquote like crime and punishment is that like. You get you do something wrong, you're going to get punished for it, right? Mm-hmm. And you deserve it in mm-hmm. some fashion. Mm-hmm. What happens is that once you dive into the real justice system, there are just huge inequities within that system. Yeah. And so whether it's because you have money or whether it's because... Or you of don't the, have. The, well, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Whether it's because you have money, whether it's your financial situation or the color of your skin... Or whether you're from another country and you don't speak the Eng- the, the, the the language properly, mm-hmm. you can just get completely fucked sideways. Yes. And then there will, on the flip side, be people who, because they have money, mm-hmm. because they're educated, because they have connections, basically get off really soft yeah. on certain stuff. So yeah. I think probably you just got a big dick slap about the social inequities of yeah. our justice system which yeah you know you you know if you do any reading you know this is all true yeah but when you the level that you're at which is on the fucking street level seeing those personal stories and hearing them and meeting the people like that's just a really hard yeah hard thing to look at yes exactly and and so um so basically yeah it's i'm i'm actually really uh grateful to be able to continue this work um as i move to texas so yeah, that I would think be dope I, if you keep doing it there and yeah. like really try to do a hub or something yeah. like that in South exactly. Texas. Because it's 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 crazy the um this model, like I said, if you want to look at a participatory defense, mm-hmm. um, it's you know it's literally just like like hearing people out and and just doing like very basic like logistical stuff mm-hmm. that like a lot of people don't have access to or that they don't even fucking know. And like myself included, like I yeah. said, like two like two years ago, I didn't. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really dope. And I think to round off my stay here in California, there has been really dope 
and getting to know those people and, and here in the Bay Area and San Jose. So um, it's also sad because I feel like that that San Jose and the Bay Area has, you know, has been changing for, you know, the better part of the last 10, 15 years. Uh, but in San Jose, I think um, it um, I think it gets overlooked a lot by people think of San Jose. They kind of clown on it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, it's not San Francisco. It's not Oakland. It's not Santa Cruz. It's kind of awkwardly there in the middle. But there's like some really dope organizing and hist- like dope Chicano, dope Vietnamese, um, mm-hmm. black history, the fucking Tommy Jones and the statue is mm-hmm. there at San Jose State. That's so. right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, it, it's, it's been really dope. And um, but ultimately, you know, just to bring it back to that joke, Chingo and Joe Rogan are a little, their ideology is a little stronger. And so little- <laughs> it's, just, it, it's just like gravity. You can't, you can't help it. I mean, the truth is like gravity. So you're just gravitating towards the ultimate truth. Um, I just need to read the Bible. I think. Yeah. Find the real truth. You need to stop masturbating <laughs> and read the Bible. Read the yeah. Bible. Um, yeah. Shit. So yeah, that's that's kind of my big update there. And After, you're leaving tomorrow, literally. Literally tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, probably take us like at least three days. We're gonna God take damn. it take it easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to think the journey that um, uh, yeah, the 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 last six seven years because it's yeah. like um, it's uh. I think on a personal level, obviously a lot has changed, I think between both of us. And then obviously, you know, um, 2016 was, I was obviously the year of Trump, the year Trump yeah. got elected. And yeah. it, it, it's been, uh, as like a ble uh, as a fucking pussy beta liberal, um, <laughs> my butt has just been hurt for the last four years. <laughs> I'll be right back. We'll go get those red pills. I got them in the kitchen right there. <laughs> um, so. No, nah, it's weird. Yeah, because what is crazy too is that I feel like the last four years have kind of flown by mm-hmm. in some weird way. Like that doesn't feel like it was four years ago. It doesn't, yeah. And like we did that year of El Mundo. That was super tight. Super proud of it, of that work we did there. And then like for two years after that, I mean – nobody saw this but we you know we worked on like a we almost got like two tv shows like mm. 17 and then 18 like yeah. we spent like two years developing stuff and kind of doing the meetings and all that stuff and still trying to do shit i think probably over the last two years is where like our output has fallen and like you've gotten you know more into the groove of doing the work at debug yeah i got sucked into the fucking being a corporate whore <laughs> um getting divorced mm fighting forest fires <laughs> <laughs> and riding my bike who will who will play you in the movie about <laughs> this time michael fucking chingo bling <laughs> that, oh, you'll, you'll be played by chingo yeah. I, I want michael yeah, Payne. Right. i want michael Payne. oh shit uh, <laughs> um yeah so it's been like wild like i don't it doesn't feel like it's been four years um yeah since since that happened um but and I fucking uh, talked about this too a little bit, but I I straight up deleted my personal Instagram mm. and got a little. You know what's funny about the I I you know said we weren't gonna reference Chingo too much, but the the shit that he's doing, um, I feel like is a is a good example of why I kind of jumped off. Yeah. Is that, um, from what I can tell on social media, every any pick any platform. There isn't really like um, parlor. 
<laughs> the fucking uh, farmers only. Farmers only. <laughs> Ashley Madison. What's yeah. the overlap? What's the Venn diagram for parlor? Yeah. Farmers only and <laughs> Ashley Madison. Yes. Um, Ted Cruz is on all of them. Yeah. He's very horny. Ted Cruz is very horny. Yeah, Ted Cruz yeah. would fuck a like a fucking a farm <laughs> hog. Yeah. He probably has actually. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, that, that, that sort of shit of just trolling and doing shit to get out of it. It's like, that to me is not a conversation, you know, it's not, you're not really trying to, um, you know, obviously people have differences and you don't agree right. politically, religiously, whatever it might be. Um, but you know, I think going online and, and trolling shit, not, 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 and I'm not really, I'm not shitting on Chinga right now. It's more like that's. I feel like why I jumped off is just because. Yeah, it's not... this was for you, like in July. Yeah, yeah, exactly. June or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like you did this right now. Exactly, because yeah, yeah. of Chingo specifically. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like um, it's hard to have um, I I still really love social media. I think I'm a millennials millennial in terms of, <laughs> like I do. I think it's funny as fuck, and and there's a lot of like really funny, crazy shit on there that I really like. Um, but overall on a personal level, and this is just me speaking personally about how I utilize it and how I kind of let it, um, take over myself is that, yeah, it's, 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 it just seems very, um, superficial and it's hard to, um, to, um, <clears throat> to communicate in like a way that feels like just like you're having like a genuine conversation. Cause again, with this chingo shit, you, he- you hear him, the Twitter spats that he's getting into. It's like, that's not a conversation. That's just like. Pe- that you're just trying to be funny or you're not even you're trying to be like you know trolly or you're trying to you know like basically like you're you're you want the last word you're, and you're trying to own somebody yeah you're yeah, tra- you're pwn to, i think pwn, is the yeah. the word uh yeah so yeah so all that to say in the last four years i agree that it has kind of like sped by and um luckily the fucking god joe biden is here to save us all. So I think we just need to take a rest. <laughs> Everything has been solved. Racism, classism. Yep. Um, when him and Kamala. Not socialism, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, ch- not red China. <laughs> <laughs> red pills only, not red China. <laughs> you know, you know what I was, uh, I, I just read, read some conspiracy theory. It's not really conspiracy theory. Is something a conspiracy? See, the people on like the kind of like that whole like um, I don't know what you want to call it the red web. I'll mm. call it the red web, <laughs> uh, and that's basically like people who are like hardcore against mainstream media, yeah, and who QAnon, yeah, and all that shit. You know, mm. um, they wouldn't believe this, or would they think that anything on New York Times is bullshit? I guess yeah. so, right? Absolutely, and, yeah. And like, that's a big no, no, yeah, yeah. So. Shows back, cats back. Um, because because I was just reading something. Actually, I don't think it was on New York Times, but they would uh, believe the same thing if it was on the Atlantic or like something like that. But you know how there was this doctor from China going around or from Hong Kong, saying that you know the virus came from China from a lab. Yeah. They had her on Fox News and all these things. She was funded and trained by Steve Bannon, <laughs> like just straight up. Like there's there's yeah. no question that. Like basically, they coached her. Yeah, and they—they're the ones who connected Holy her to shit. Fox and to yeah, all yeah, of yeah. that shit. Yeah, and it was just like some kind of random like doctor, like who just yeah. started saying all this shit. Yep. Um. So they're they're actively pushing all these things, and 
I guess what's funny to me is that like the attacks on the mainstream media from the red sphere, um, basically from God's sphere, when they're basically attacking the shit that they're doing, it's yeah. just oh yeah, it's like high level projection. <laughs> like, well, I just think that like 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 if you're smart in terms of like okay like then you need to read all the you need to read Fox you need to read you know the Nation you need to need, read the National Review you need to Trudge Report <laughs> yeah the, you should you should you should read <laughs> a huge cross section of media yeah. because all media is biased of course and anybody who acts even surprised, this what you're listening yeah, to right now this is biased this is our opinion <laughs> obviously like we're not presenting a, a scientific report here yeah. Which now people call into question as well, but yeah. that's a whole other fucking thing. <laughs> but like, it always just makes me laugh when people like act like they just discovered like something amazing when they tell you like media is biased. We're like, no fucking shit. Yeah, like yeah. it's a private enter. Like <laughs> they're companies that are trying to make monies. They sell advertising. Yeah, yeah. of course it's fucking biased. Yep. Right. So you have to get a good cross section of stuff study past history which is hopefully not biased although it always is in some ways well yep. and just like the bible to... <laughs> <laughs> the communist manifesto <laughs> the little red book my uh, my, my comp, bible actually my comp? what the fuck <laughs> no i'm talking about communist manifesto not mine comp <laughs> <laughs> shit um, and it's like it's like duh like we're like like yeah. the media is biased. Like, uh, is this new? Yeah, exactly. Like, of course yeah. it's biased. You yeah. fucking idiot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, where the hell, how did we get sucked into? Oh, you're saying you didn't want to be on social media. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah. anyways, so shit. There's a new round of coronavirus that we're all getting ready for, and we probably shouldn't be hanging out together. But um, I got tested last week. I was negative. Mm-hmm. I got tested yesterday. And I'm negative. Okay, so I did hand I saw like I'm you know, I'm pretty s I try to be safe. Like how safe are you when you're out? I feel like I'm definitely like mask on all the time. I always wear a mask. Um, like hand sanitizer in public. Hazmat suit. <laughs> I wear a condom. <laughs> wear a con three and a, condoms. And a butt plug. And, and not, not for every fun. orifice is yeah. closed. It's closed, yeah. Yeah, yeah clenched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super careful. Like, yeah. I, at work, obviously, like, even at work, I mean, we're all wearing masks. It's required. Mm. So if you're inside a building, you have to be wearing a mask. But even then, like, I don't, like, sit next to anybody. Yeah. I'm in the lab, but sometimes I have to interact with somebody or whatever. But, yeah. Um, you know, I did, I did eat at a restaurant last night, mm. an outdoor patio restaurant where it was very spaced out. Mm. Um, and I've gone there before, and I feel like pretty safe but I, i'm definitely not in any crowds or i mean there's nothing like that right now you can't yeah i, yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't find it if i was interested in are looking you, for are you gonna have a massive thanksgiving dinner i'm not doing anything <laughs> i got nothing to give thanks to <laughs> <laughs> oh did you this is random as fuck but um some child actor did you see this i don't even fucking know his name Billy joel osmond no it's um <laughs> I don't know his name, but he basically helped pay for the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's bail. Oh, I thought it was the guy from the My Pillow. Yeah, that guy. He's a, he's a child actor, apparently. Really? Yeah. Or I think the other guy <laughs> in My Pillow is a child actor. And um... <laughs> you know what, Sammy? As a advocate for justice reform, I don't know if you should be criticizing, um, you yes. know, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. Uh, 
having to pay bail. Yes. I mean, what's the what's the stance there? Like, if we're against bail, should Rittenhouse like? So, what's the situation for people like him? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, that that a lot of people I think on um, that are sort of like, you know, progressive libs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a difficult one because to answer it shortly mm-hmm. is that no, he shouldn't be. There shouldn't be bail, period, or there shouldn't be like a fucking um, uh, system like that to begin right. with, right? right. So um, I know it's you want, <laughs> I know you want the worst for someone like him, or at least I would, right? But um, but yeah, it's 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 tough because you didn't the question should should does he deserve it? I think no. No, but if if there is no bail, yeah, what is how does it work for people like that then? Yeah. Is there just no opportunity for them to get out? Um, no, I mean, it, no bail means that they wouldn't be incarcerated before their tr- before their actual like day in court, because like he right. he hasn't technically he's still you know under the eyes of the law he's still innocent you know he's still um, right, like he hasn't but, been but like proven has guilty. To be a mechanism for holding people who could be a threat or a threat of fleeing. Right. Right, and typically yeah. that's bail. Meaning you don't want to leave because then you lose that money. Yeah. Right. I think I, w- I wish I knew a little more because basically, um, and I obviously know what you're saying. And you, you do want a system where like someone that is actually like super violent and fucking crazy to not be a flight risk or to help to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. I think the issue is that, um, that it doesn't really apply to everyone or it's not really, um, like we were saying Maybe earlier, it, should it doesn't be that if it's a violent <clears throat> crime, yeah, then you know they. Then yeah, you do have to be, but then yeah, maybe they're innocent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's what's crazy. Yeah, and that's another thing that I had really no idea about is that like that people like some people sit in jail for like, you know, years years on end without actually without going to trial. without having a trial. Yeah. And so that's where I think it gets like really super egregious and really fucked up. But um, do you need another beer? uh, Sure. I actually have to pee as well real quick. Let's take a quick pause on this hoe. All right. All right. So back to the subject of chingo of um <laughs> so anyways all right so we are here in boulder creek like i said it's very quiet out here claudia you gotta come take a picture of us <laughs> what? gotta come take a picture of us with toe here we are sitting here it's uh, a beautiful fucking day it is. by the way yes it's a little chilly but this is northern california this is yes the, and this um is, this is as good as it gets. As good as it gets. Gotta go on um, that, that, that wide mode. That wide mode. You're so sleepy. <laughs> this is cat high. Has it been fed marijuana? <laughs> Alright, so you're 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 leaving tomorrow. What are you gonna miss the most about California? <laughs> Um, the women, the weather, 
and the weed, <laughs> as the song says. Um, no, yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, you know, weed culture. I mean, it's funny. Haha. Yeah. I'll make fun of stoners. Haha. Uh, but uh, we're a protected group. <laughs> we're a protected group. Um, weed culture, of course. Um, no joke. It's just dope to be able to go to a dispensary and you know you don't get fucking you don't get in trouble criminally and it's it's literally like a like part of the culture out here like people are always smoking weed mm-hmm. um that's cool i don't want to like i'm not like a fucking like horny over weed or anything but there's that uh the weather obviously is very dope um the, the geography um the people i are honestly because you know we we grew up in in fort worth Mm -hmm. and so um our you know i had my friend group that i grew up with that i was really close to and that i would hang out with a lot but in when you're out in public you know when you go to like a grocery store or when you're go to walmart go to walmart (laughs) that's the word avoid anywhere in the south avoid (laughs) walmart if you can um but it's just it's different you know like the people there are um i think in fort worth there's a lot of like kind of you know just like wealthy conservative not so wealthy conservative people that are out there and and, and it's not like i felt threatened and i didn't like it was just like there's just more of like a familiarity out here because there are so many fucking mexican there's a lot of mexican people out there but i feel like though like that's interesting you were saying earlier you got a very san jose mexican-american experience by living out here and i feel like i i always tell people like the bay area is just hella diverse it is yeah you know probably could use more black people yeah but there's a ton of uh latinos whether it's mexicans or other you know central yeah. and south americans shitload of desi people a ton of desi mm-hmm. uh, indian people pakistani people mm-hmm. a ton of a ton of other southeast asians yeah. either the vietnamese or yeah uh, uh, thai and and then a ton of chinese and white people and whatever so yeah. it's just i've always thought white it was, people last, oh, white people <laughs> last yeah. uh, no i just always felt like it was like super like both culturally and also um from a religious and just kind of a mindset standpoint the diversity here is much bigger than it is in texas and much more accepting of you know that diversity yeah um now people who are conservatives and live here will disagree and say that they feel <laughs> like they're in the minority here. Typically, that comes Hell from yeah. white males who work in tech who have, <laughs> who don't feel like they're they can be struggling themselves. economically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's basically like you know there has been pushback in that regard where people feel like they're not free to be their conservative selves mm. in tech. Um, and so there is that, and that's unfortunate that they feel that way, I suppose. Um, but, I, I mean, I think, I don't, I never feel like people actively threaten those groups, and maybe this is a good lesson in terms of, like, thinking about it from the opposite opinion, uh, opposite point of view. Chingo side. Um, <clears throat> but, like, you know, like, if I'm with my coworkers, you know, 95% of the time, 95% of the people that you're around, you can just kind of like fuck around and joke about Trump. 
mm. or the stupidest thing he's done yeah. and not feel like anybody's going to care or like most people will agree. Right? right, right. And so what happens is that when you got that one out of 20th person, <laughs> that 5%, <laughs> they're always just quiet. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And and so then they feel like whatever, right? And so, you know, I I actually don't think that that is an issue of conservatism, though. Mm. Because I've worked with people who are like Mormons or people who are like Christian before this Trump era. Yeah. And always felt very comfortable. And I think they did, too. Because mm. I'm not shitting on Christianity. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about Trump and the bullshit of this That's am- problem, administration, yeah. like we're, we're actually literally just talking about one person. <laughs> we're talking about a person who is... If you disagree with this, then I think you need to go like review the last four years. But you're yeah. talking about a, a single person who's a piece of shit, yeah, and who basically wants to be a dictator, yeah. But he doesn't actually have the brains to do this, yes, to do the job, yes. Anyway, so I think some people now feel uncomfortable if they are conservative and they line up behind and dick ride Trump, then mm. they feel uncomfortable now because of course we're gonna fucking clown that yeah. shit, right? And so that's the one space where maybe like people don't feel like it's a safe space for those people now. And yeah, my ar- argument against that is like, well, if you were really a conservative, you'd actually be okay with clowning Trump and you should be totally against Trump because he actually doesn't share those values with you, even mm-hmm. though he is giving you some of that. In very fucking ham-fisted ways. He's, yeah, he's giving you like the <laughs> the Supreme Court the Supreme Court nomination. He's taking pictures with the Bible outside yeah. the White House. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I've always thought the Bay Area was super diverse. Yeah. And I always felt like it was more accepting of all sorts of cultures and whatnot. And yeah, legit, like I don't have a problem with conservatives, people who want it to follow the Christian faith and kind of live their life that way as long as they're push- <laughs> not pushing <laughs> it on other spot. people, you know? Like, yeah. I don't care because it's the same thing as if you if you're going to be like a Hindu or a Muslim, <laughs> a Rastafarian, whatever it like is, myself. you're kind of like following like some imaginary, <laughs> full, you know, like spirituality. Like, yeah. Yeah. Requires a suspension of disbelief mm. that it doesn't matter what denomination or what God you're fucking praying to. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So yeah. as long as you're a nice person and you're a good person, then I don't really care. Yeah. So anyway, I've always felt the Bay Area was like that. And and in a material sense, I just like meeting and being around a diverse group of people. I like the food, dude. The Bay Area food is amazing. Like, oh, for you sure. Can get anything? That's Absolutely. Really good here. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. I'm I think you're going to be in for a little bit of a shock, to be honest. You go up there. <laughs> you're like, what? I'm ready to. It's going to be like taking LSD uh, every day. Um, but, yeah, no, I think obviously, I think I'm part of, um, a, yeah, like I feel like people my, oh, no, I guess not everybody, but, you know, people my age, like millennials and younger, uh, I think. Yeah, definitely take to California hmm. pretty pretty easily. And take to the the urban centers. The, the herb <laughs> in centers. <laughs> urban centers and of course, yeah, no. So that definitely all of that of course, um, from the food to people, politics, um yeah, I think uh <clears throat> one of the the bigger reasons like I said is being closer to our family and just the um, the cost of living, you know, it'd be Yeah. It'd be fucking dope to obviously live out here, but um, 
it's 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 brutal right now and yeah. especially now with i mean this has been the case like i said a little earlier in the last 10 15 years but now with covid you know like that's a you know switching topics a little bit but once like evictions really start happening and and um that the that wave of evictions not just here but across the country it's going to be it's going to be brutal man i don't know like what the fuck mm-hmm. uh to expect in that regard um, do you get the sense um you know, working within the debug and kind of being on the street with that that street level with the the community that that there are you know a lot of people who basically haven't paid rent for a while and that's gonna yes. kind of yeah yes okay a shitload yeah yeah I think yeah people are hanging on um, the you know more like like debug basically pushed cancel rent which is don't pay rent yeah and don't pay it back. But what's in place is a, just a freeze, like a moratorium. So you basically have to pay it back eventually. Yeah. Um, which I guess makes sense. But when that shit starts happening, and people can't, they literally just don't have the fucking. Yeah, you can't catch up on three months' rent. Yeah, it's, yeah. And out here is like, yeah, like $7,500. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want to be too dramatic, but it's, it's, I think it's going to be fucking brutal, you know? Yeah. If not already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but no, if that, people ask, then I'm just to make it sound cooler. I'm gonna say I'm an economic refugee. <laughs> refugee, yeah. refugee. Cli- I'm even gonna uh, yes. appropriate the fires out here and say I'm a climate refugee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I almost died. I'm gonna do the the. Do you know the story of Steve Renazizi? What's that guy's name? Steve. He's that comedian. Oh, was that the guy who said that he nine eleven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like he yeah. like parachuted off the buildings off nine eleven. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Um, say that I almost lost my entire family in a in a forest fire. Uh, I'm not gonna say that, but um, <laughs> you've said it. It's out there. You already put it out there. <laughs> but shit, man. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe in uh, another couple of years, see what happens. Uh, we were just joking that. Uh, my job literally just told me that I have to come back out here on December 6th. So I'll be out here like yeah. in two weeks. So. so hopefully you get to come out. Yeah, a little. A yeah, 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 I think um, it's honestly the the relationship that I have with the people at Debug, with Debug, is really dope, man. And I'm really glad to kind of have them as friends and just people that that to work with. Because yeah. they, um, yeah, like you said, they're not, they, they only recently became a nonprofit, you know, within the last like, three years or so mm. they're basically like they they call they say is community organization you know it's like literally like they basically find people who are um who who donate you know they they don't necess- they don't like um have to um find like or or Make make sure that they're doing whatever you know, like fucking the like corporate donor. Google says, or yeah. in fact, yeah, not definitely not Google. Yeah, but um, so yeah, no, I think it's it'll be really dope uh, to be able to come out here more, and I think yeah, for the foreseeable future, especially with COVID, um, bef- like when we were when we were making the plans to leave, <clears throat> I wasn't sure if um, I didn't know what Debug was gonna say. I didn't know if they were gonna allow me to to continue working remotely. Um, so I was thinking like I go out there and then, you know, just find whatever job and then, you know, try and find like a, like a good job eventually. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then I brought it up to them and they were like, yeah, no, you should definitely stay on and we'll find a way for you to continue working. Uh, you might have to come out here a few times a year. 
Yeah. So for, for, especially for COVID, you know, it's cool that yeah. I'll be able to do that. Yeah. As opposed to trying to find some, I don't know, like normally, you know, when pe- I feel like before COVID people would be like, all right, I'm going to go work at a coffee shop or work mm-hmm. at a bar or be yeah. a waiter, but that doesn't exist right now. Yeah. That's fucking scary. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. You know, and yeah. feel really bad for people that, that do yeah. shit like that. You know, that literally yeah. their whole life, their whole career was, you know, either bartending or waiter, anything that has to do with like the service, service industry. Yeah. Um, they, um, they're fucking really struggling. You would have had to gone back to uh, your other qualified job as a weed farmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I literally got the right now is like trimming season apparently um, for weed. I thought it was cuffing season. <laughs> it's cuffing Same and thing. trimming. I, I actually do need to trim down. There. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> um, so basically, at this point in this in in the year is when um, all the weed farms basically like the the weed is ready and you just they hire people to literally trim it mm. so they literally cut the buds off the weed and then they make it look all nice so when you get weed and you buy it then it looks all nice and shaven like a mm. nicely shaven yeah i don't know mia khalifa type Flower. of reference there <laughs> and then uh and uh and so yeah literally i i think i talked about this like fucking like two years ago at this point but when did um, you do that? It was 2017, yeah. yeah. And my friend, my friends from back home knew people that worked. And so, yeah, I, I only went for like two months. It was like two and a half months or three total. And, um, yeah, you basically just sit in a room and trim weed for like 10 hours a day. In your underwear, like in that movie? Yeah. Um, if it was warm enough, it'd be dope. But now it's fucking freezing. And it's just like in the <laughs> middle of the woods somewhere. Uh, very sketchy. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's good that it's working out I have a feeling it'll turn into like a hub I mean I think you can make it whatever you want mm. you know if you yeah, kind of want to hustle and start making it more of a bigger deal out there and yeah. maybe doing some projects for them out there yeah yeah. I think at the very least like I said the, um, the, um, the videos that I work on where it's basically literally if you can imagine <clears throat> Like someone going through a case and then we make a video that helps with the mitigation. Um, then basically I I think I've I've always really liked documentary work. I think it's it's really dope. And I think I would definitely like to explore that a little more too. Just because um it's it's uh it's it's crazy, man. Like on a very basic level it's it's crazy having two people uh describe like the same event that mm. they were at and it's like everyone always yeah. has like a, their own biases their own perspectives their own way a thing their own reasonings for the way things happened but it's always different you know and it's always like at yeah. odds with whoever's saying rashomon dude <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so um that's a really fun to me and and, and interesting and i think it shows yeah, like just how, like people aren't aware of like what other people are thinking, you know. Yeah. Especially, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example if I can give one. Um, like, if uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, so right now we're working on a video. Um, won't get into too much detail, but it's basically um, this 22 year old kid who's a foster kid. Literally grew up in like 20 different placements throughout the course of his life. And he got into some trouble and 
basically I interviewed his half sister and um, a social worker of his and the dad, actually the biological dad. Hmm. And yeah. And, and, and again, just the idea of like having someone basically say like, Oh, how did you view this? Like if I were to ask you, like, mm-hmm. what did, what did you think about like when you were like the age of 15 to 20? Like how did, how did your parents treat you? Mm-hmm. And then you'll say, Oh, then they were fucked up. They treated me like shit. Da, da, da. Sure. And then I go and ask your parents, like, how did you treat your, yeah, your yeah. kids? And the oh, it was great. It was lovely. Like, you know, da, da, da. so I think people are always basically very aware of their own image or their own sort of like, um, they want to make sure that they don't look bad. Mm. And so anyways, all that to say is that I think documentary work is, um, I would, I think I'll, I'll do some more of that in some fashion because mm. it is really, really fascinating and it's fun to do. And it's, it's just like, um, it's it's crazy, like I said, to to hear people reconstruct stories yeah. of the same event. I think and I'm just gonna try to do some rom coms, <laughs> just some weed movies, yeah. rom coms, yeah, light light porn. Yes, um, just I don't want to think anymore. Exactly, yeah. Anything what I just described, <laughs> basically, no money involved. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, you know make money and, <laughs> and i wanted my goal is to make a movie with matthew mcconaughey <laughs> and kate hudson or yes. something like that um, and uh kristen stewart speaking of which yeah you know um just a no we talked about this dude before but chico bling chico bling and <laughs> errol morris <laughs> it's practically the same person exactly yeah. just both showing us the truth um what life is really like uh but no yeah i think i'm definitely um i've been a really big fan of errol morris for a long time you have some ideas for a documentary or? not really not not at the moment um yeah. but i feel like um again it's 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 just about finding um yeah i, I don't know i'd I hadn't thought that much through, but I feel like in the near future, definitely continuing to work at Debug, doing yeah. documentary work of some kind. And then, yeah, like you said, eventually getting um, somehow involved in the South Texas scene of like, whether it's organizing or, yeah, it's it's tough. Because another thing too is that um that I work with, you know, like there's probably like 12 people that work at Debug and they're all organizers. They're all very dope fucking like amazing community members that are organizers and I never felt comfortable calling myself an organizer. Oh shit. Really? Because like I don't that's that's really not what I do, you know. I know what that entails like right. um of of, you know, really committing your life and yourself to people and then helping them and and i do that in my own way but it's it's not i don't i don't think it's like an organizer you know yeah so um that's another thing too that you're just not very organized (laughs) yeah yeah so you'd be surprised how unorganized a lot of these organizers are (laughs) it's a different story they all need a marie kondo there yeah exactly you need to watch marie kondo and uh you're actually pretty organized when it comes to like i I don't know about like your physical space but your projects and oh stuff. yeah projects like, you gotta be organized otherwise you'll like lose shit I, you'll lose shit and oh my god that's, th- but see that's funny because that's also one thing that i think you've learned and you've gotten like mm-hmm, better at because mm-hmm. i remember you know when we 
we first started doing projects, mm-hmm. you just hadn't had done any projects yeah, before, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I'd be like, oh, you got to do this. You got to organize folder, it this yeah, way. You got to yeah. put a folder. Then you got to name it this yeah. way. You got to da 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 Yeah, yeah. And like, when I see you, had, you, you handed me all of our drives, like, was, I was looking through them a few days ago. I was like, yeah, yeah this shit's all organized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, man, that's... um that's a tough thing especially with any any kind of um art or thing you're doing like you really have to try and visualize the end product as much as possible um and organization really helps with that shit yeah because otherwise like you can fucking yeah you lose you can lose shit so easy yeah if it's not organized things can take you know 10 times longer Mm mm-hmm you just mm-hmm. end up like looking mm-hmm. or, and redoing stuff over mm-hmm. and over because mm-hmm. you don't know where shit is. Uh, oh shit! But all right. Well, what do you think? Um, we actually haven't talked a lot about this. I mean, we have a little bit, but in terms of this podcast, like mm. you know, how do we want to keep doing this? I think it's interesting. I thought it would be interesting. Obviously, like now that we're gonna have kind of a you know this other perspective on it with you living there. Um, but you're going to kind of be in the boonies too initially. Yeah. Right. So now yeah. we're going to have like two people who are fucking rednecks basically. Like yeah. I live in the Santa Cruz mountains and you're yeah. going to live on a ranch in Edinburgh yes. or some yes. shit, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what perspective yeah. we're bringing to the conversation. Here. Yeah. No, I think, um, you know, unfortunately, and if you're listening still at this point, you're a savage, you're a fucking <laughs> baller. You have a fucking, fucking big ass dick. <laughs> or a very smooth and whatever vagina, and uh, <laughs> but like uh, yeah, no, I think um, as far as that perspective, it that'd be interesting to try to figure out. But you know, I've always thought it that uh, as a, as us as like yeah, and I've said this to you plenty of times um, of uh, of basically yeah, just like kind of like clowning and somehow shitting on the current moment as fucking beaner. Mexican Americans mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Um, as we were just talking about earlier, you know, it's like to do it right, you really do need like a sh- like a really like a good chunk of time, and yeah. we could make time for it if we, you know, if like. But as you know, the last couple of years we've been really busy with our jobs. It's hard to really make that time. Um, yeah. But I can still see. I can still see. I, I see us like literally doing that in some. I think we we always do that just inherently of just like kind of oh, shitting yeah. on whatever it is is in 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 vogue or just anything that's talking about like whether it's this fucking chingo thing or, or any anything on that that's like very <laughs> like i keep i wish i hadn't referenced it as much throughout the course of this conversation but like you know like anything from what's going on in the news politics or entertainment i personally would like to um comment on like latino latinx media that's out right now there's a lot of really dope shit there's a lot of whack shit and yeah that's kind of just at the top of my head what i would say as far as like this podcast stay the course you know i I probably would have been more worried about the ability to do this if it hadn't been for covid but i think just having like having having had like it's like a test run right Mm because like even like i don't think you and i saw each other physically for like four or five months yeah um, yeah, and it's not like we were doing a podcast every single week, but we were talking every week basically yeah. and like texting and like, it's weird. I, like my mom was telling me, like I was telling her that you were leaving. She's like, Oh, you must be like really sad and like yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, well, number one, it's kind of been gradual in terms of like our output has kind of tapered a little bit Yeah, and whatever. 
And then I said, and honestly, like, I, I don't see him that often, mm-hmm. even though we're somewhat close. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I live in the sticks. We're both busy. But with COVID, like, we can still do this stuff yeah. remotely. And there's obviously every podcast that, that has continued, they, they're still doing it. You know, there's yeah. the radio, right. even fucking people on the radio. Yeah, even on TV, man. Fucking people exactly, are yeah. in their houses doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. It's like fucking Conan O'Brien and his boxers. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, like, I think I maybe would have been a little more worried about it or a little more bummed and thinking, like, yeah. oh, I don't know if this is going to work um, if it hadn't been for that. So. Exactly, yeah. I feel like, you know, just got to put the the linchpin here. The thing that hampers us is my slow as internet connection. <laughs> if there's any one thing, like yeah. that's kind of like we just need good internet connections and that, you know, that's my shitty connection out here. Yeah. Um, but I'm not that worried about it. I think like, you know, obviously the constraints of time and our schedules will continue to be challenging. Um, but but yeah, no, I think Yeah. No, I, I agree with that and um it's it's yeah, it's like I feel like it's this mother has always more or less been the same thing since the beginning. Um, you could argue of like yeah, again of just like it's in the name, you know, you just yeah. this mother it's like just fucking around. And um I think what what I hesitate with is like I don't like if if we were to say like every Wednesday from five to six we'll record and we did it, you know, we it's it's really it's not that hard. We can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But for me it's like I don't want to um, put something out that we that that is like that doesn't have a little more behind it. Yeah. And I feel like I think we were at our not necessarily because this is a different medium, but like when we were doing El Mundo, I feel like that was kind of like the direction that I feel like we really liked because it was yeah. like crazy. It was like political, but it was like it wasn't like we were it was like south park you know you yeah, like yeah. you shit on everything yeah. like yeah, everything yeah. you try and shit on yeah and that's in my head when we were doing el mundo i always thought about south park it's like it's just like shit on everything as much as possible and like and do it in a funny and, and smart way if you can yeah um and it's harder with with the podcast because right now we're it's not necessarily it's like bits that we're yeah. doing we're just kind of talking as yeah. as we are yeah. And so if anything, yeah, just finding a way to 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 bring more into the the El Mundo shit into this, I think yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Of like really like um just going crazy and and doing crazy shit cuz one of my I forget which one of my friends was saying that was like it was like uh he said how was he he said something like before COVID basically everything was like the Simpsons. It's like now after COVID, everything's like South Park, you know, like, everything's like basically entered the world of South Park where yeah. like uh, everything's crazy and, and yeah. there's no like <laughs> rules. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, Simpsons uh, was already a little bit wacky. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was still somewhat believable. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Now it's just completely like, it's like everyone drank like three Red Bulls. Yeah. 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 But I no, so. I think for yeah for this podcast it'd be cool to to continue doing that. I would say yeah, as much um, as much as um, it's it's th- this medium is is interesting because like I think a lot of it has to do with like um, I mean there there are obviously like some podcasts that are more theatrical that are more like um like a kind of like El Mundo you know or that you scripted. can do sketches you can yeah. do scripted shit yeah, on, yeah. over here yeah you can't do it. <clears throat> but um, th- it's like a combination of like 
the person who the the hosts or whatever the people that are that are narrating it and finding the um have the, you the have you um do you follow on you're not on instagram anymore but you're on there kind of <laughs> do you do you follow uh francesca fiorentino fiorentini mm, no what's your name frenifia i think her oh yeah 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 the like she's like a pundit or something yeah like a, yeah 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 she's dope man she's, she's really good. cool she's funny and really smart and yeah yeah she does stuff that kind of feels like skits. Yeah. But then she'll dive into some analysis. Yep. And um, I've been pretty impressed with her this last, like, six months. When yeah, I she's cool. I forget who how I started following her, but Francesca Fiorentini. Yeah. If you don't follow Francesca Fiorentini, I recommend you do. She's fucking smart as hell. Yeah. She's hilarious. Um, and, yeah. She's kind of like this mix of, like, like she'll do goofy shit like Lily Singh or whatever, but yeah. you know, Lily is not political at all. Yeah, yeah. She just kinda whatever she is. Um but yeah, that that when I see you know, Francesca, I'm like, okay, like mm-hmm. there's still a way to do this. Um but you do have to be willing to kind of look goofy at times. Yeah. And it's it's a weird thing because like she's kind of treading that line of like being an entertainer and being silly and being kind of really sarcastic and ironic and stuff but then she can go be serious yeah you just have to know your shit yeah exactly you have to be able to like stay on your toes yeah it's a unique talent so like like trevor noah or any of these guys you know um yeah did you watch the the john oliver show the week after the election I haven't known. You haven't seen it. It's pretty good. Nice. I normally haven't watched that in a long time. He kind of gets old to me, like his yeah. stick kind of like, yeah. it just like, it's like eating just like a gigantic bowl of like macaroni and cheese. Like it just tastes, at first it's good, but then you're like, ah, it just kind of all tastes the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of think that with John Oliver, where I can have a little yeah. bit of it and it's fun. It's also, I mean, all those things are super scripted, but I think his in particular is very like, yeah, yeah. Um, but his, I watched a couple of the episodes recently, and I was like, he's pretty funny. Yeah, no, he's he's dope, he's good, man. I yeah. really think he's another, uh, I think, white person, white male that I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. Jordan Klepper. Mm. Um, he's their correspondent. Yeah, on the, yeah, yeah. He did all the Trump rallies. Oh, he's been going to those. I just saw he was at one the other day. I was yeah. like, this guy does not give a fuck. Yeah. He's probably, <laughs> he's going to get punched. Like, I used to think, like, you can be white and go do any of that shit. Yeah, But yeah. I don't think so anymore because they're anymore, just going to yeah. call you, like, a libtard or, yeah. like, a fucking beta and just fucking smash you. So he's yeah. putting himself out there at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to him. But yeah. as far as this, yeah, like I said, I think if um, it, it's, yeah, it's like I want to make sure that we put out the um again get back to the like the the El Mundo stuff of being fucking crazy political and uh just yeah generally just having fun you know it's like this is what this moment has been really lame is like people think that they have to like one up each other and it's like oh actually I know the right political stance for our people or for everyone <laughs> it's like um yeah, I don't. I don't see it being very. Um, it, it's. I don't know. I think there's. It, it's kind of devolving right now, and uh, maybe it's good that we're out. Maybe that's just some bitch ass excuse. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, what I've basically said is like I think the reason like we've I've been so dormant on, and that's kind of what you just got to the heart of the matter is that like, you can't be doing this sort of work, and it is work. You guys, to the yeah. outside, it seems like you're fucking around or whatever, yeah. but. 
that's the problem is that if you're doing it right, <laughs> it is work and yeah. it requires time and it requires, you know, the ability to really think about stuff before you put it out there, before you film it. Yeah. Yeah. Be able to refilm it, edit it properly, whatever. And if you're just going to put shit out there willy nilly and kind of, you're going to look like an idiot. You're, you're you're not you just don't have time to process and to really think about stuff yeah. the right way. Yeah. Um and that's for me like the big reason why like you know we didn't put out a lot of shit this summer. Yeah. leading into this election. It's exactly, like, yeah. You can't do it right. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't, you know. We have our opinions. Everybody yeah. knows our opinions at this point generally. Speaking. I love Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like orally Joe Biden. That's me. Well, who the the people Chingo was making fun of? That's me right there. <laughs> I don't actually, you know, the funny thing is, like, I don't know who those people are yeah. because I don't really. I mean, there were people who were like, sure, like Joe Biden, but it was more of like against Trump. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was nobody who yeah, was yeah, yeah. actually excited about Joe. In the Biden. way they were for like Obama or exactly Kennedy or something. Exactly. Like no, no, not at all. <clears throat> and the way they are for Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody is dick riding Biden. The way people not even Obama, <laughs> nobody. He's yeah, like, exactly. uh, yeah, he worked for me. He's cool, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Nobody is dick riding Joe Biden. Yeah, and if you think they are, you're being fed something weird. Except for me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just ass riding. Right <laughs> uh, Shit. Yeah. So it's it's it, yeah, um, and, and I think we could have had a lot of fun with this, like voting this election year if you will yeah of course um it would have been really depressing at times but um it's not over yet (laughs) (laughs) it's almost december but it's not over that's a good that's a good place to end this podcast (laughs) it's not over just saturday november 21st (laughs) three weeks after the election technically don't know and we still don't know who our president is oh my god (laughs) are you fucking kidding me yeah (laughs) oh my god Uh, all right. Well, what what what's gonna be your last meal in California tomorrow or tonight? Oh, what are you guys gonna do, man? That's a good question. You gotta um, get something memorable. That's true. We'll be in San Jose. Um. So, oh man, I need to think of that. Cause you know what's funny also, um, is that like I hope no one in San Jose is listening to this right now, but I don't really have like a um like a favorite Mexican place in San Jose. Really? Like there's a lot of like yeah. the thing about San Jose <laughs> and especially in San Jose is that there are so many Mexican people and there are so many Mexican restaurants that like the majority of all the if you pick a random Mexican restaurant then it'll probably be pretty good. Pretty it'll good, be yeah. it'll be average. You know it'll yeah, yeah. it won't be super standout but like that's how I would describe the the Mexican food in San Jose is that like wherever you go, it's going to be pretty solid. Yeah. But there isn't something like necessarily like fucking crazy standout. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of places that are trying to be like high end. Like, yeah. And yeah. Then it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Like and then super, they go too much over. Right. Right. Like it's the, like that's on that Rosa one. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or Luna, the, ones in, yeah. the one Luna or the ones in downtown. I forget what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. And like then you they're paying solid. $100 or some sh- crazy shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's there's a fair also, assessment. Yeah. And then there's also, um, like you were saying earlier, just like so much dope Asian food. I think that's what I've been pretty much eating the last week is like fucking like vermicelli and <laughs> fucking uh, pho Vietnamese. and pad thai. Nice. Um, Maybe you should just go do that because that's going to be hard to come by. Yes, definitely the Asian shit. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, exactly. The, my my, I think that's my favorite shit as, as far as Asian stuff is like vermicelli, uh, grilled chicken, lemongrass, lemongrass chicken, and some vermicelli. I think hits the spot like, like some of those fried rolls and that shit. Fried rolls, Ooh. yes sir. Some fish sauce, even though it's Ooh. very potent. You got when them, you use just a little bit, it's fucking got, solid. You got them solid burps for about, <laughs> about three to six hours like after. You just fucking spent a fucking weekend in Saigon. Like, like you just went, <laughs> like you just went down on a Tijuana whore. Yes, <laughs> that's if it smells. Yeah, the the fishier, the better. Is um, I think what my you just dad get said. back from Tijuana. <laughs> like, nah, man, I just had some uh, some pho. I had some vermicelli down at uh, Pho Saigon. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit, man. Yes. I hope you guys have a good trip. And, um, uh, yeah, I think it sounds like you'll be coming back and forth. And, um, the, uh, the, uh, adventure will continue. Yes. I think. I'm Definitely, not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not, that's for sure. And, um, this is just a prequel to our, to our real talk about Chingo. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh shit. shit! Yeah, people have been hitting us up. They're like, what's going on? They're like, I don't know, man. We're not there. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. We didn't get invited to that. Uh, we took the blue pill. We didn't, we didn't get invited to that meeting at the uh, <laughs> what do you call it? The, the, the what do you call it? The, we didn't get to meet Morpheus like Shingo did. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you call the, the the? We didn't get invited to that Freemasons meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd why should <laughs> yeah yeah, I have a, yeah I'm still waiting for the uh, that invite to the orgy yes um, and only then will yeah. we understand <laughs> shit alright fucking A we'll have a safe trip um, yeah the, ne- the next one y'all hear will be my ass in Texas yeah and uh, yeah no I think um, uh, we're dragging this out but I, another thing I thought of is that basically like um like after COVID, like in like let's say two years, I feel like there's gonna be like a really dope, like surge of like art and people doing like mm. it, it's all. It, I mean, it never stops, but I feel like in particular once people start getting back together and making oh, cool yeah. shit, like I feel like it's gonna be like a really dope time for for art in particular, yeah, like music and like movies and all this shit. So that's true. People will just want to like increase yeah yeah they're gonna want to like yeah. they want it right now and yeah i feel like right now it's it's funny because i feel like um all of the uh, like what you see on netflix and the newer stuff coming out like it it feels like i don't know it, like it's meant for this time like it's meant for quarantining just you sit down there's nothing necessarily like yeah super unique about yeah. stuff you know it's just kind of yeah like the crown or like you know like i heard have you heard of this term have you heard this term i heard uh i saw an article yesterday or the day before about ambient tv mm. have you heard of this what the fuck no so it's it's supposedly i don't know if it's intentional but it um there was a show somebody was talking about something like emily in paris oh yeah yeah we watched some of that i wasn't a big fan but yeah they described it as ambient tv and, and ambient tv supposedly according to this article is TV that you just put on mm. where you can still be on your phone doing shit mm. and it's basically like perfect quarantine. It's like basically the expectation is that you will always have something on on your TV because you're always home. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and a show like that works because <laughs> that's can, hilarious. That's a perfect description of that show, okay. actually. Because <laughs> yeah. you can be doing other shit and kind of like yeah. not get lost. So like the Decalogue. <laughs> exactly the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. No, I hadn't heard of that. That makes sense though. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying that like you know, I don't know if it's intentional. I didn't read the whole thing, but like. You know, like if you're smart and you want to get some content on net, on Netflix, like that sort of stuff works right now, because it's just like, yeah, it works. It, yeah, it's just always on. Yeah, it's like it, it's um, it's almost like a uh, like a sitcom where you don't necessarily have to have yeah. knowledge of the entire plot from the beginning. Yep. You just watch it and like, oh, there's someone mm-hmm. cheating on someone right now, or oh, there's someone robbing someone. Or Mandalorian like... is like that, actually. Oh, really? I think Mandalorian is ambient TV. Cause oh, shit. It doesn't require a lot to... It's really simple. The episodes are like 30 or 40 minutes. Mm. It's not heavy. It's like yeah. whatever. Yeah. You can kind of just walk in and watch one and be entertained. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what's hot right now, people. Ambient TV. Shit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, podcast number 110. 110. The last... Uh, one uh, before Sammy moves, we'll do yes. another one in California at some point. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's been uh fucking crazy. It it's been a uh a, a ride. I think uh I'm curious to see what ends up happening with you guys in Texas. I mean, yeah. it's uh, I just hope you don't get diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not guaranteed uh, that I won't get it. So. <laughs> You're There's not, a lot of queso I'm, down there. I'm not, so. I'm not worried about COVID, bro. I just don't want you to get the beaties. <laughs> yes. It's not COVID, it's beaties. Yeah. There's too many, uh, too much queso and uh, Rotel cheese down there. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Rotel and chili. Mm. And, um, yep. Just, yep. just chug lard. Big Red. <laughs> just be drinking Big Red and yeah, eating, yeah. uh, Taco Cabana. <laughs> Taco Palenque. Taco Cabana. <laughs> I know what's up. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Thank you guys for listening. You got anything else? I'm sorry. I'm just... No, that's good. Yeah, I think it's uh, solid. And yeah, we're, we'll, again, to the people that obviously listen to us or have listened to us and have known us for the last couple of years, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very dope and I appreciate the people that, um, you know, cause I always think of like, there's always people that messages like this, like, like a revolving group of like 20, 30 people that yeah. are like hitting us up and, uh, I, I appreciate it and shit and just know that this year has been fucking brutal and that I definitely am always very, um, I, in the back of my mind is always like, what, what can we put on this mother right now? Or like, what can we, um, so if you're listening to this still, then basically just talk shit to us and tell us to fucking do something. And <laughs> that'll definitely push us, push me over to may actually want to do something, but to just basically just rip into myself in particular. Hold, do not hold back. <laughs> Sammy needs to be shamed. All right. Self-flagellation. All right. Yes. Peace out from the Santa Cruz Mountains. I'm going to stay here. You're not dragging my ass back to Texas. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nobody You got to listen to a little more uh, Joe Rogan and uh, uh, maybe you'll, uh, you'll, no. you'll find the way. No. Nope. <laughs> I tell people, man, even if my house burns down, I'll fucking figure it out. 
here. Fuck that shit. Pitch a tent. I'll fucking pitch a tent. I'll be living in here with a little fucking tent with my cats. Yes. They got some dope ass tents at REI. Like some like like thousand dollar tents that are like yeah. <laughs> mansions. Yeah. McMansion tents. Yeah. yeah. I give me one of those. Nice. Uh, Alrighty, we will All catch right, you guys later. For Peace. sure. Peace.